Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we'll explore a topic that has often gotten quite a bad rap, karma. But in truth, karma is your road to forgiveness. That's the title of the show today. Ah, yes, it's a big, big subject. In fact, without karma, there's no reincarnation even. Hmm. But first, let's talk about the word itself, karma. Although today it's in regular colloquial use in American language, and people throw it around as in, hey, that's your karma, not mine. Yeah, or, really. <laughs> <laughs> or more humorously, your karma ran over my dogma. Woof, woof. Yeah. And celebrities like Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone have been quoted referring to their beliefs in the law of karma. The term itself is a Sanskrit word that literally means simply action. Of course, inherent in the meaning of action is some kind of cause followed by effect. There is a consequence to action as in Newton's law of motion. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It seems fairly obvious from long-term observation that the kind of action determines the kind of consequence, whether on a huge global level or a personal scale. It also seems to hold true whether the action is an outward physical one or an internal mental and emotional one. If we are abusive to others, we eventually find ourselves friendless and alone. If we're kind to others, we're supported by many people. There's no story without action. And we know that history tends to repeat itself. We tend to repeat our personal history as well, don't we? We are born, we live a life here on earth, and then we die. Wash, rinse, repeat. Some of us call that repeating of personal history reincarnation. Many people have heard the line from Galatians 6-7, Quote, for whatever a man sows, those shall he also reap. From the Quran, quote, they shall reap the fruit of what they did and ye of what ye do, end quote. And from Zoroaster, a man reaps only what he sows and must reap. And it continues. This is known as the law of karma. This is a very just law. Nothing can be more just, end quote. In fact, there seems to be a universal agreement amongst the world's religions about this law of karma. 
The Upanishads offer one of the clearest and simplest descriptions of how this karmic process works. Quote, And as is his desire, so is his will. And as is his will, so is his deed. And whatever deed he does, that he will reap. End quote. Every cycle of karma begins with a desire, and that desire seeks fulfillment. Now the Buddha took it another step by asking how desire arises. He discovered that all desire comes from ignorance, or what today we might call the unconscious. So, when he awakened, he found that he had no desire. He was no longer unconscious of the limitlessness within beingness. In limitlessness, of course, there is no experience of lack. Without an experience of lack, there is no desire and nothing to desire. Then there is no more karma. No more what seems to be cause and effect. Just the innate freedom and abundance of beingness. Yes, when I died the third time, that's all there was. Not in the diminutive sense of that's all there was, <laughs> but in the limitlessness of all there is. There wasn't even an experience of any sense of me. There was no experience of I as an individual existence separate from the limitless. There were no thoughts, no time, not anything that we normally assume to be reality or normal or who we are. That's why there's really nothing I can talk about since that was beyond experience. Now, I can point at that because of what followed as an identity emerged out of that, what would you call it, that non-experience, beyond experience, in stages that I can now say I experienced because at least there was a little bit of a me, I. I can even talk about that part as a process in somewhat of a linear fashion now because although it didn't happen in a linear fashion, now I can put it into some kind of a perspective over time. But during it, it's, it's uh, different. <laughs> All that was beyond karma, beyond unconsciousness or desire. So you didn't find it stressful in any way? No, it was, that's why I was so joyful when I got back, <laughs> except, oh no, I'm here again. <laughs> there's no pain, there's no, there's no time. Everything is. And it's just, there's not a whole lot of ways to talk about it. I do remember that desire did finally emerge during that, what would you call it, time. At least from this perspective of Earth and my body, while I was gone, <laughs> while I was not here in the physical, during that so-called time, 
it was so subtle. I wouldn't have even thought of it as desire. Only now, as I look back on it, I realize that it was a type of desire. Nothing like wanting an ice cream cone or, oh, I got to find a soulmate or anything like that. It was a tiny blip, more like a thought rather than a feeling of having something more to learn to fully establish my ultimate freedom. That was followed by a kind of subtle desire to share what I have with others. From that came forth the part of my out-of-body experience prior to returning here of having some profound spiritual training while I was out. (laughs) The most important aspect of that training was to be completely neutral and non-resistant to any sensory perception and experience that I was exposed to. I was to be completely a body of class that Raphael talks a lot about in our shows. A practice for being neutral and non-resistance to any experience. Letting everything just pass on through without interruption. This practice is ultimately most important in relationship to establishing your freedom as the soul that you are. Psychic freedom means being free as a limitless soul or spiritual being. Nothing affects you. Now, that doesn't mean that you harden yourself so that bullets bounce off of you. Not at all. It's almost the opposite of that. You get to experience being spirit no matter what's happening, no matter what you think or feel. It's completely owning being undivided and one and limitless. All resistance comes from judgment, and all judgment comes from fear. Resistance is a strategy to maintain the illusion of existing as an isolated, separate identity. When you're beholden to that, then you'll fight to maintain your freedom from everyone and everything, because you believe that freedom is being separated and isolated onto your own separate body person. It actually ends up being a complete disconnect from God or the very source of your beingness. True freedom is being limitless and eternal as you are. How can we each arrive at that destination of oneness or limitlessness or freedom or unconditional love? There's a simple secret. It's called forgiving everything, everyone, every time. (laughs) It's utterly simple, but not so easy to practice. (laughs) That's why I've always defined karma as our road or pathway to forgiveness. Every step of the way with karma, it teaches us. The more you become aware of karmic cycles, the more you come to realize that the only way out of the repeating of history, global 
or personal, is to forgive everything, everyone, every time. Mm -hmm. It's usually the simplest answers and solutions that are the hardest ones to apply and realize in life. So the question here is what makes forgiving seemingly so difficult for most of us? The answer to that is simple as well. Forgiving is difficult only when we staunchly believe in what we're holding against someone or something. In other words, we believe we are right about whatever it is we refuse to forgive. For example, you hurt me. (laughs) I have scars to prove it. See, right here. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you did it to me 40 years ago. I still have the scars. I can show it to you, right? I still feel the pain as if it were yesterday. Hey, I'm in the right, aren't I? I'm the victim here. I didn't do any wrong. The person who did this to me needs to be punished. So if what we're seeking is vengeance, then we'd never even consider forgiving, right? But What would happen if we become, ourselves, so tired of suffering? Oh, yeah, because holding on to all that, you know, if if we're holding on to all that anger and resentment, regret, blame, guilt, hate, hey, we're not a happy camper, right? We're suffering. No matter what it is that we're holding on to in our mind, there comes a time when we realize it's not worth the pain. When we finally seek a way out of our pain, we inevitably lead to our need to forgive. We come to that place where we'd rather be happy than continue to be right. If that's an inevitable conclusion, somewhere down the line, why not be much more proactive and start with forgiveness? That would lessen our own pain so much more readily. Well, our first break is coming right up, and we will continue this conversation, that's for sure, um, right after the break. But um, we'd like to mention to you that in four days, Michael and I are heading out to Switzerland. All of you listening in Europe, if you speak German or English fluently, here's a great opportunity to meet us and learn in person. First on our tour, Michael will be teaching an evening seminar in Basel for PSI Verein on Wednesday, June 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. It'll be on using your intuition, how to find your own answers and navigate your life. Then he'll give an evening workshop in Zurich for Forum im Licht on Friday, June 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. on getting to know your friends in spirit, angels, guides, teachers, and other helpers. His evening teachings will be followed by a powerful, in-depth weekend seminar in Zurich, Saturday, June 8th through Sunday, June 9th, on Unlock Your Intuition, Clairvoyance, and Mediumship to Create a Joyous Life. There are sure to be amazing experiences for everyone. Please let especially your Swiss and German friends know. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to June to find the details and write-ups in English and in German as well as links to our Swiss hosts and organizers' sites to get all the details in German, as well as to sign up. 
All Michael's teachings in Switzerland are taught in English with immediate translation into German. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Karma, Your Road to Forgiveness. We'll see you in a few minutes. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in for 5 Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to our topic today of karma, your road to forgiveness. Ah, yes, forgiveness, one of the hardest things we have to do as human beings. You know, I'd like to start with a little forgiveness story, um, and then I'm going to have Michael continue his chat that he was giving you on forgiveness. A number of years ago, we were traveling for 17 days, and on the very last day of our trip, um, we went into a hotel, and Michael had pulled out my computer out of the car, and I said, we're going to be sleeping for four hours, just leave it in there. And lo and behold, our car got broken into that night, even though they had a, um, what do they call that, security guard. He was, yeah, 24-hour security guard. Yeah, 24-hour security <laughs> guard. He said, yeah, I saw somebody around your car, and an hour later, they had broken in. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of those kind of security guards. Well, anyway, uh, we got the call at 6 in the morning, and at the time, I was fairly new in my um new kind of forgiveness training that I was giving myself as I as I learned it through A Course in Miracles, which is one of the many trainings I have had and I love and adore and it works amazingly. So before I went downstairs 
I decided to sit down, find my space in with the tools that we've been teaching in, in this radio show. And then I practiced my forgiveness. I, it didn't matter who did this or why they did this or whatnot, or even, hey, we had our car completely full of our bookstore, our traveling bookstore, as well as 17 days worth of clothes and my computer, which had my book in it. Half the only finished. copy. The only copy because I hadn't backed it up, silly me. Well, I did my work, and when we went down, it was pretty pure chaos, and on our way down, we found out a very good friend of ours had died, so it was just one of those kind of days. But what I discovered when we found out that um, what they had stolen out of our car was mostly mostly our clothing, Mm -hmm. and it was all dirty, so I'm sorry for the people that, you know, stole it, that they got dirty clothes, but... um, it, it felt like what, because I had done my forgiveness work and I was aware of, okay, this is a challenge for me to forgive. I will never see these the people who did it. They probably don't even care about it at the sheriff's department. And by the way, they did not. Um, and so it was up to me to just take this challenge by the bullhorns and go, okay, I need to just let this go. And the impact it had on me was I was very calm and When it was all said and done, at the end, because I stayed calm through the whole thing, miracles started happening, including realizing later that we had had our homeowner's insurance changed just before we went on this trip. And the new, because the insurance company we had wasn't paying people and our broker didn't like them anymore. (laughs) So when I went to apply for, um, you know, insurance uh, claim for all the stuff that got stolen out of our car. Um, it was such a fast process. I was sort of amazed. Yeah, it was. That it, was a miracle. <laughs> it was. It was seventeen thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yep. That that had been stolen out of our car, and they really didn't even touch my bookstore, excepting for one box that said jewelry in big letters on top. But it was <laughs> it was crystal jewelry, so it wasn't you know it wasn't like diamonds and rubies and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that was impressive for for me to watch Raphael. And I thought, you know, all the other stuff, clothing and, and books and this and that and the other thing that got stolen and the damage to the car. Oh, I'm looking yeah, at, there is that. Okay, that's all replaceable. That's, you know, it may take some time I, at the time. And it's it's a very major inconvenience, but hey, there's a lot more important things going on in the world. And just like Raphael said, by the time I was walking across the uh, parking lot to go inspect the car, uh, I got the text saying that our friend of ours had passed away in the middle of the night. And I thought, wow, okay, that's that puts things really in perspective, doesn't it? It sure <laughs> does. It's just stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff. It's just the car and everything. But the part I was concerned about I was looking at is oh Raphael's computer was amongst the stuff that got stolen and so the first question I asked her was did you have your book uh, backed you know, up draft no. backed up and she said no never got around to it <laughs> I said okay so I mean that's a that's a very difficult thing for an author and and you put so your you know what would you call it? Blood, sweat, and tears, and your heart, heart and, and soul, soul into it, <laughs> and poof, it's gone. And it's just, you know, people who don't have a clue don't care about it, and it's never going to come back. Okay, so 
So then that provides, like Raphael said, an incredible opportunity for each of us to be able to step forward. You, forgiveness, you know, what's, what's forgiveness? Well, I, I love the Japanese word for forgiving or forgive. It's yurusu. Yeah, yurusu. It means to loosen up, as in, you know, when you loosen up a knot in a string or rope or something, you, you, yurusu, you loosen it up, untie it. And I love that imagery with that word because, oh, it's exactly what forgiveness is. You're, when we forgive, we're loosening the knot that we've tied ourselves in with pain, judgment, blame, anger, guilt, and a whole host of other thoughts and emotions. And as long as we believe forgiveness is about the person or the experience that that's what we're forgiving, we're not forgiving because we're not loosening the knot that we are in. Yeah, when we're pointing the finger at somebody saying, he, she, they did it to me, or it's because of them, it's because of the government, it's because of the weather, it's because of God that we're in the mess we're in, or that I'm suffering. Huh. Those things may be on, in a knot, perhaps, or not. <laughs> but we're the ones in the knot, the knot of suffering. So if, for example, you think you're forgiving someone of something that person did to you, but you still believe that that person is the one who hurt you, and your experience of pain and suffering is coming from this person or this group of people or this organization or some physical event, then you really haven't truly forgiven. Forgiveness isn't really something you do. You know, it's, it's a verb, forgive. To forgive is a verb, so it's a doing. But in reality, it's an undoing. It comes about as a result of you becoming aware of the truth. And pretty much everybody's heard this. Truth shall set you free. Ah, truth undoes the knot of illusion. When we wake up to the truth, we unbind ourselves. We loosen ourselves up. We free ourselves from whatever knot we've been tied up, tied in. up in. <laughs> Forgiveness is a freedom process. See the truth and you set yourself free from what you're holding on to in your mind as the truth, but it wasn't. Anything you hold in your mind as the truth or reality can't be the truth or reality ever because truth and reality, you can't ever 
hold on to. Ah, you can experience it, but you can't hold on to it. The minute you hold on to what you think is the truth, it's not the truth. It's just what you think it is. Two different things. Forgiveness happens when you see what truly is instead of what you thought it was. Remember, just because the facts might not back up your claim. Or might. Facts are not the real truth in spirit. Right? So, so facts are not the truth. People tend to confuse it and point to facts. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> People point to the facts. Fact, I have the bruise to prove it that you hit me. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. You know, if the person hit you, that person hit you. If you got injured, you got physically injured. You know, you got mentally, emotionally distraught. That's what happened. That's a fact. But what's the truth? Forgiveness frees you from the past that you still hold responsible for your present. So if you're not holding any part of your past and past experience responsible for your present experience and condition, then there's nothing you need to forgive. You're not, you're free already. As long as you're blaming your past, anything in it or anyone in it for your present, you'll continue to drag that past and that past experience with you like very heavy luggage. Once you see what you had once blamed as the cause of your experience, you'll set it free and you'll be in the present as it truly is. Seeing the truth that brings about true forgiveness is very much like um, waking up from a bad dream in the morning and realizing that the nightmare was only a bad dream, right? You know, no matter how, you might even be sweating it out and, and scared, everything, during the dream because you think it's real. But upon waking up in the morning or waking out, up out of that bad dream, you know that you no longer need to live the nightmare that you were going through. Just an instant before, you were, you know, you thought everything's over. But, oh, you woke up. That was just a nightmare. That's just a dream. And you let it go. You're no longer beholden to the past. You're free. And you can have a wonderful day. Ooh, so glad that was just a dream. Now, it's a beautiful day. I can have a joyful day. So, you end up waking yourself from the bad dream. Forgiving is waking yourself out, up, out of the nightmare of pain and suffering. And karma will step by step lead us to forgiveness because that's the only conclusion we can come to if we're committed to fully letting go 
of that which is bringing about our pain and suffering in favor of restoring ourselves to our freedom and happiness. And I know Raphael has another great example of a larger scale for forgiveness and what happened as a result. So when we come back from our next break, I think, would you talk about that? Yeah, I will talk about that. And we have another minute here, so I'd like to talk myself a little bit about forgiveness. Working with forgiveness is difficult for so many people. I call it the, quote, challenge we face for our final graduation from this dense physical plane. I feel mastering forgiveness, which concludes karma, will give us what some call our ascension. I'm absolutely certain of that. So we'll talk a little bit more about this after the break. But first, I always like to make a little announcement about something that's happening with us um, before we go on break. Um, So if you're ready to have a copy of Michael's profound first book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, you can get it through our website or through Amazon.com. It'll certainly be worth your while to read it. When we return, we'll continue with our Karma, Your Road to Forgiveness talk. We will be back in just a few minutes. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. 
Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Today we're exploring karma as your road to forgiveness. Well, Michael and I have had so many incredible experiences over the years. And um, just because we're spiritual teachers and and we're pretty good at handling a lot of the energies and so on, doesn't mean uh, we don't get challenged with uh, the same kind of things you do. And this is how we've learned. So I would like to give you a story of something that we touched in with it was it's a very famous story actually but we actually had a touch in with this that was pretty profound we don't talk about this often but we were twice in relationship to the oj simpson trial and for the murder of his former wife nicole brown simpson and her friend ron goldman We were related to it very indirectly, but still pretty intensely. Michael was doing readings in a hotel uh, just a a floor or so down from where the um, jury jury was sequestered. Uh They wouldn't tell us what was going on up there, but Michael knew something was going on. And then after we stopped using this hotel, we moved right into the neighborhood and rented an apartment for three weeks out of every two months. We went there to give readings, or Michael did. And that's where it happened, about uh, just a three, few blocks. Yeah, three, two from, or three blocks away from, from where we were. So if the mid-90s were ahead of your time, O.J. Simpson was a talented, award-winning football player who was accused of murder of his former wife and her friend. I was. It was a very, very high-profile uh, case that would, it was broadcast every yeah. single day and went on for a year with emotions running so high you wouldn't believe it, and it was across all societal lines. In the middle of it all, I saw the father of Nicole on national television announce to the world that because his pain of loss was so great, he realized that the only thing he felt he could do to save his own soul through this awful ordeal was to forgive the perpetrator. And I believe that's how he worded it, worded it because nobody really knew who the perpetrator really was. He realized he would not be able to live in peace or in good health if he could not let go of the hate and anguish in his heart. He also felt he needed to tell the world not only to help himself keep this forgiveness commitment, but also to encourage others to get out of the hateful and vengeful mass consciousness the daily broadcasting of this horrific crime was bringing to everyone, with it being pounded into everyone, even people who were not watching the broadcast every day. It was in the air. It was in the ethers. And as a psychic and clairvoyant who did not watch the the broadcast, I saw how it was affecting people so strongly, and that was something I had to forgive as well. But it was a great learning lesson for me watching this man forgiving the perpetrator of his daughter's murderer. And when I was following the the process, you know, the legal process and everything, and especially like Raphael said, I'm looking at 
globally. How, how many people were so personally involved in, you know, who's who, who did whom, what to where and whom and how and everything. And there's all kinds of things on a daily basis that I, I took a look at what's going on. But I really looked at what's the purpose for this super mass media, uh, what would you say, representation or... Onslaught. Uh, yeah, onslaught <laughs> of, of just constant from morning till night. No matter where you go, if there's a TV on, it's about the trials and people's reactions. And, and I, like Raphael said, the reactions were pretty horrific all the way around. And so I'm looking at that and I go, no, there's a bigger purpose for this. I mean, there's been other high-profile murders, other things with you know great athletes and whatnot, but nothing like this. And why now? That's what I was looking at. And what I saw was this was a global opportunity. Exactly what this man publicly announced, who was the father, that's what we were all to learn. The entire human race was to learn, guess what, folks? You know, here's a real-life example. If you are devastated already from something that you experience as, uh, you know, inconsolable uh, loss, and you're going to be in grief and anger, and if it was caused on a horrific level like murder, well, gee, then it's pretty natural. It's almost instinctive for a human being to point the finger at somebody, especially when there's a suspect, and start to go, hey, you know, there, there it is. Let's just lynch this guy. And the vengeance mindset. The, the vengeance. And I was always aware, too, on TV shows, vengeance was such a sought-after topic. So many TV shows were based on vengeance. And very few, especially at that time, on forgiveness. And so I'm looking at this and, okay, this is what we're to learn from this whole global experience and the media coverage is daily you're looking at this and can you forgive it can you can you see past all the all the emotionality all the stuff that everybody's putting out and get to the truth of the matter and the truth of the matter like i was talking about earlier isn't about the facts of exactly you know Whose weapon, whose fingerprints, whose glove, whose everything, uh, and does it prove or not prove? Those are facts. And in, in the legal sense, yes, those are important. But in the spiritual, ultimate sense, we have to let go of all of that and see what the truth of life really is. And, you know, it's been portrayed in a lot of different stories where some young person gets murdered by some psycho and 
And then, of course, the parents and the relatives and family and friends are just besides themselves with pain and anger and, you know, rage against the perpetrator. But somewhere along the way in the storyline, there's always someone who reminds them if one of them decides to take the law into their own hands and and go after this person and seek revenge, they remind them. Hey, does the person you love so much who got killed, do you think for one moment that that soul, that person, would want you to go hack the other person up for their for them? I don't think so. And, and this is the thing that as a clairvoyant I've seen my whole life, even when as I was a kid, I always asked adults, if I went to a funeral, everybody's crying, everybody's angry, sad, distraught in the, in the church, except for the one who they're coming to memorialize, who, who they're coming to honor and pay respects to, the dead person. <laughs> and I'd see that the being, the spirit of the deceased, oftentimes above the casket or or roaming around and you know comforting people in the church and i'm going that person's happy that person is laughing why is it that everybody else is so you know unhappy that this person is now really happy and i didn't get my answer because nobody was able to answer me i asked a lot of people most people didn't even begin to answer me, they just shrug, they just turned the other way <laughs> and pretended like I never said anything. After all, I'm just a kid. <laughs> so it wasn't until way later as an adult and and I'm working as a clairvoyant and then I start to see, oh yeah, most people don't see. So they're immersed in what they hold in their own minds, and they can't forgive themselves. It's hard enough sometimes for most people to forgive someone else who they feel did it to them in some way, caused the pain. But when you really dig deep, you'll find it's because you can't forgive yourself. Uh, When we start to meditate and search really deep, within ourselves as beings. We find that we hold all kinds of things against ourselves from childhood, from previous lifetimes, and even from 10 minutes ago. We're kind of like an iceberg that way where we have our awareness that we're aware of and then there's a whole bunch of stuff we're not aware of. I wanted to bring up something uh, to have you address, Michael. And that is a lot of people don't like the idea of forgiveness because it, they think it means they have to let the other person, let's say someone who's abusing you, uh, they have to let the other person keep abusing them. Yes. And and there is a process, and this is where karma works. You know, if you're uh, being abused by someone, take care of that. Get out of Get out of the reach of that person. Call authorities. Do what you need to do. But there's nothing wrong with... Con- continuing to learn and and practice forgiving that person and and giving yourself the space to um, 
remove yourself from that person as well. Oh, yeah. And there's, you know, I've talked about this many times in different shows where spirit is always both and and not either or, right? So it's never, oh, if you forgive, then you can't sue the person or bring charges or get them, you know, imprisoned. No, forgiveness has nothing to do with the actions that have to be taken legally or in good conscience or or for the betterment of society or whatever. No, forgiveness is a state of mind. Huh. Forgiveness is a is where you see what the ultimate truth is beyond all the goings on of thoughts and feelings and everything else that happens here in this world, or it seems like it. But it's it's just like what I mentioned earlier is waking up from a bad dream. As long as you're dreaming, you are convinced everything that's happening in that dream, you can feel it, taste it, you know, touch it, everything. You feel it's absolute reality until, guess what? You wake up from that dream and then you go, poof, that dream's gone. In fact, it was never real in the first place. It's, it was just a dream. Once you start to recognize the nature of reality, you'll start to recognize, oh, this whole thing. Mystics have said, said it for millennia. This whole thing, this whole world is but a dream. Ah, and that's way, you know, beyond where some many people are. So they get, especially when things are really, really tough, where there's nothing more real than the rage and the, and the total grief and everything that's running through, through you. But once you're able to back up and become a little neutral and let it be and ask yourself, oh, do, am I suffering right now? Yes, I am. How long would I like to continue to suffer this way? Well, I'm so angry because I'm suffering. I'm hurting so badly. I want that pain to go away. I want the suffering to end. So that's, that's where it comes to. If you wait long enough, you'll finally get to that place, just like that man said. Hey, the suffering's too great. The pain's too great. I can't continue like this. I'm gonna, there's my only way out to be free of this is start to forgive. Michael, why don't you talk a little bit more about why even the mention of forgiveness brings out rage in some people? It's part of the healing process. I'm sure many of you have gone through some kind of a detox, you know, fasting for a few days or whatever. And when you first start to fast, ah, oh, you feel lighter already. It feels a little more energized. But then the fasting goes on for hours. And by the next day or two, oh, my God, <laughs> headaches, everything hurts. You can't hardly get out of bed. Oh, my God, this is terrible. I feel sick. Huh? That's, you know. That's the toxic stuff coming, coming out. out. And the same thing happens in your psyche, in your mind, where when you start to detoxify, 
when you start to let go of you know, the hatred, the, the anger, resentment, the pain, everything, fear that you've been holding on to so tight in your mind for a long time. Oh, it's not pretty. When it starts to come out, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. In fact, the first thing that comes out is the stuff you use to shove everything else down. We don't want to be in fear, so we get angry. So when somebody threatens us and we're so afraid, those of us who feel we're we're stronger, then we get angry about it. And that's why when somebody starts to talk about forgiveness, just the mention of forgiveness starts the healing process. And then the rage and the fear, everything starts to come out. So don't let that get to you. Let it come out. Don't become it. Just let it go. And the more you let it go, just like the detox, after a little while, it all passes. And when you come out the other end of the detox, you feel so much better and so much healthier, so much more energy. Fantastic. Once again, we're at the end of our show. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new and deeper insights. Next Wednesday here on Living the Miracle, we'll go into reincarnation. It's deja Deja you all over again. (laughs) Reincarnation is deja you all over again. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with that one. Uh, Please keep spreading the word about our show and share it on social media. We'd love to have more people hear our show. Let your friends in Europe know about our upcoming events in Switzerland as well. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.